This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The Hot Stove League is brought to you by the Holy Grail Banks Tavern and Grail. Norcom, your audiovisual information technology solutions provider. Nor-com.com. GTM Food Group. Let's create great dishes together. Beacon Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. And by MSA Design. Design, create, innovate. The Reds Hot Stove League is also brought to you by CBTS. Consult, build, transform, support. CBTS.com. Kelsey Chevrolet. From our family to yours. KelseyChev.com. RNL Carriers. Your domestic LTL and offshore shipping provider. RLC com backslash offshore today and by united dairy farmers udf now makes donuts in our new family bakery from our own recipes the reds are on the radio now the reds hot stove league on 700 wlw the home of the reds welcome into the reds hot stove league along with jim day i am tommy thraw great to be with you today and uh, we'll certainly take your phone calls a little bit later on we certainly know that there is a lot going on in the world around us today, but uh, we are going to give you a little escape from that and talk some baseball over the next hour. Uh, our her- hearts are certainly aching with those that are hurting right now, And uh, but if you, if you want an escape, we will be your escape over the next hour and, and talk some Reds baseball. And it sounds like we've got some positive things to talk about, Jim Day, and uh, I, I know that there's still a lot in the news, uh, but, but it seems like there is growing reason for optimism these days. Well, it's getting down to the nitty-gritty time when something needs to happen. So um, I think there's been optimism all along, uh, but that optimism gets heightened when you know that it's it's time to, to get something done and get back on the field. And hopefully uh, the guy that we are going to be joined by to start off the show today can shed some light on all of that, and that is Red's president of baseball operations dick williams and uh, dick thanks so much for being on with us how are you doing and uh it, I, I certainly hope that everybody is staying healthy in your family absolutely Tom, uh, tommy and jim thanks for having me on you know i uh, i really appreciate the chance to talk baseball tonight and i'll echo your sentiment tommy you know there's uh hard to ignore what's going on in our local community right now and that's obviously the most important thing and um, you know, the organization put out a statement today, and we're all, uh, you know, uh, praying for our uh, country right now uh, to get through this. Um, but uh, tonight, you know, a little, little respite from that uh, for those that want it. We'll talk Reds baseball, and I'll try to get you guys up to date on what's been going on during this uh, time. Yeah, well, let, let, let's start right there because, you know, we, we keep reading things back and forth. Um, it, it, from your perspective, uh, what what is your level of optimism at, at this point right now? I keep a, co- a copy of the Power of Positive Thinking on my desk for good reason, Tommy, and I'm I'm very optimistic <laughs> these days. You know, we uh, we've been through a lot the last couple of months. I've I've uh, the the the, the, the uh, momentum has ebbed and flowed, but right now, you know, the sides are talking. Um, you know, they're getting down to brass tacks. They're exchanging specific proposals. 
Uh, Jim's right, you know, to get in the most amount of games. The sooner we get going, the better. There's no reason we can't get this thing started soon. Um, you know, we've got some economic issues that the, the Players Association and MLB are going to work out and some health uh, discussions to be had. But uh, I'm confident our staff will, will, will implement all the health protocols and the players will be uh, kept safe. So uh, let's get the economic issues resolved and, and get going. I really think uh, both sides want to play. That's all I hear from our players. Uh, that's all I hear from our ownership. Um, you know, the sides want to make a deal happen. So it's there to be had, and I think we're uh, we're very close. Dick, us on the outside, uh, it's tough in today's social media world when, um, you know, the, if you will, the play-by-play of negotiations are in the news. Um, take us on the inside if you can. Much has been said and written about these talks. Is the picture brighter than what we would believe following social media or just the regular news that comes out? I think so, Jim. You know, I really do. I, the, the, the fact that the sides are talking, they're, they're showing movement on, on major issues, uh, tells me that they're coming together, you know, and, and they're, they're not able to share sometimes, um, you know, their optimism for, for how close they're getting uh, because, uh, you know, everything does leak to the public. And so both sides are, you know, putting up a front out there, um, you know, and they're digging in on certain issues. But, uh, you know, I, everything that I, that I see in here leads me to believe we're getting close. You know, we, we it, it, now's the time to, to um, you know, bridge the gap on these last few differences. And uh, we, we still got time to get a full half season in, which would be great for the fans, great for the players get a full half season in, maybe an expanded playoffs. Um, we could watch a lot of baseball between uh, now and the end of October. It, it sounds like from a player safety perspective, the Players Association is relatively pleased with what baseball proposed. Is, is that the sense you get? And what are some of those, uh, I guess, the, the concerns, it seems, are obvious. But but take us through some of the protocols and 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 concerns that baseball has overall with regards to uh, the pandemic and, and whether or not this may come back. Well, credit to MLB for, for diving in on the health uh, issue because, you know, if you take that one lightly, uh, it really doesn't show uh, sincerity in terms of putting the player interest first. And I think the, the thought and effort that they put into the first draft of the document um, you know, the one the, when it was provided to us and to the Players Association, it was, um, you know, over 70 pages without exhibits. Um, and there, that was before a lot of sections were yet to be uh, filled in. So it was a very thorough document. Um, they, they asked all 30 teams uh, for feedback, which they, have, they are now in the process of collating. They asked the Players Association for feedback. And they've provided this document to the health departments um, in all the states in which we uh, play in Major League Park. So... A lot of good feedback going into it, a lot of good thoughts. Um, they hope in the next week to have a turn of that. So I think that put everybody's mind at ease that, you know, there are some, uh, you know, health issues that we need to be wary of. But as long as we can get them documented and get the teams familiar with them, we can we can keep the players uh, safe. So a uh, large amount of progress made there, um, and I think that makes it easier to focus on the economic issues. Obviously, baseball has to follow the federal and state <clears throat> guidelines and the experts uh, within the government. And I know MLB has their own experts as well. 
To your knowledge, are those experts saying that are they worried about another a second wave of this virus in the fall? And how crucial is it avoiding a start and stop scenario? It's critical. I mean, it's critical to you know to avoid a second wave, and it's critical to avoid the start and stop for for player health uh, reasons and just normal you know keeping the arm conditioning and the, and the baseball conditioning uh, momentum going. Um, but that's a that's a real reason we want to get this thing rolling. Um, I, I've heard a lot of talk about well, we can play in November and December if we go into warm weather locales, but you're exposing yourself to massive amounts of risk, and, and, and the postseason comes at the end, and, and that's what we're all playing for. That's what we want to participate in. You know, That's where the fan uh, attention gets even more uh, intensified, and um, you know, that's where the trophies are awarded. And so to, to think about push, pushing that from October back a couple months into a much riskier uh, time that doesn't make sense. I think to, to most everybody around baseball. I mean, I know the players are anxious to play a lot of games. I think the best way to do that is let's just start the season as soon as possible. So if we can get the economic differences figured out now, we can still get a, plenty of games played and and then have the postseason when we normally would, um, and minimize the risk to everybody involved. Do you get a sense of a timeline right now? I mean. It, it, I know there's no – it doesn't seem like there's any hard deadlines here. We, we have to have everything in place by this date to start on this date. But but are there some kind of soft deadlines, or how does that – how does the timing of all this kind of play out over the next few weeks? You know, we had a call today with um, with the general managers in the uh, uh, commissioner's office, and the back and forth is, is constant. I mean, they're in communication uh, with, with each other, the, the – MLB and the Players Association. I think right now, you know, the MLB is really hoping that the Players Association will act quickly on the 82-game proposal. Um, if not, you know, if this thing does drag out, I think at some point ownerships, the ownership groups have to consider implementing, you know, a shorter season if that's all the time we have left. Um, but I know everybody's pre- preference is to play more games um, and get it resolved uh, sooner rather than later. I think trying to get to 100, 110, 120 games as the players have proposed, you start introducing a lot of double headers, um, and you start introducing playing uh, later into the fall, both of which I think are adverse to, to player health. So um, I think the best-case scenario is the one that we propose where we try to get uh, to, to half a season. Um, and we do it in that uh, July through September time frame. If we're going to do that, we really need to have an agreement ASAP because, you know, we got to have a week or so uh, to call our players, get them on flights, get housing for spring training, you know, get, get all that set up. I mean, you, you know, you're talking about time to do that, and then the spring training itself has to last uh, probably at least three weeks to get the pitcher's arms ready. No question. We'll have more with Dick Williams, the Reds president of baseball operations. When we continue, you're listening to the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF on the Reds radio network. We continue on the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. And with Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall, and we're joined by Reds president of baseball operations, Dick Williams. And, Dick, I've got to ask you, I've I've heard it from so many fans, um, and I kind of want to get your reaction to this, too. You you know, you you get so excited about the team that the Reds put together, and then all of a sudden you're so excited for the season to start, and then this all happens, well, you're the guy, uh, you and Nick Crawl and your entire department are the guys that actually put this team together. So you've got an emotional 
connection to this uh, different than what the fans have, than what, what those of us that, that are on the broadcast team have, the, those that are around the team? I mean, you guys are the ones that, that are the architects behind putting this team together, and nobody was more excited about seeing how this would all play out than you guys. So what, what's this been like for you? I'm just imagining how good the book's going to be when they write the story of all this. (laughs) When we actually triumph after all that we've been through, you know. Um, That's the only way you can uh, approach it is to look forward, and and, uh, we can't wait to get playing. We can't wait to get back out there. We we just believe in our hearts that the stuff is going to get worked out, um, that we're going to be able to play baseball. You know, baseball's always – uh, played an important part in uh, helping people rebound from uh, from other things, and uh, you know we hope that we get to play that role again this year. And, and in particular, we hope that uh, the Reds get to bring some really good news here to Cincinnati. We were we were fired up about this team. We felt huge momentum in spring training. We you you know I've talked about it with both you guys on the air and off where we were headed and uh, how we feel about this year. That hasn't changed. Uh, you know, the way we like to think of this challenge is it's uh, created an opportunity for us. You know, maybe maybe we handle this adversity better than the other teams, and it gives us even more of an edge this year. If a deal gets done, Dick, uh, is it still the club's choices of where you train? And if so, will you be doing your training here in Cincinnati? Yeah, we still have, um, you know, a few hurdles to clear, uh, but the um, – you know, as of today, talking with MLB, their intent is to give clubs uh, the opportunity to do what they think is best uh, for their uh, particular situation. Um, for a lot of reasons, we think that training here locally would be uh, advantageous to us. And so we are trying to make that happen. We have to clear all of the um, medical protocols and all the permission, appropriate permissions from the local and state government. Um, but we think that's uh, very achievable. So we are doing a lot of planning um, that would enable us to have uh, spring training, the resumption of spring training here locally. Uh, Whether or not that would involve exhibition games against um, opponents would be uh, determined later, depending on what what the other teams did. Um, I I think a lot of the Arizona teams have expressed a strong preference for training in their home ballparks. Um, And MLB has expressed a strong preference for not having a lot of exhibition games between organizations so it may be that there's more inter-squad activity uh, this year anyways Um, and so uh, you know if we can do it here in Cincinnati and bring some excitement to the local community we'll certainly uh, uh, do everything in our power to to do that I I can't commit yet but uh, I think there's a good chance we will the draft right around the corner a week from today actually how much different is the process this year because you look at the players that that are eligible for the draft whether college or high school guys they didn't get a chance to play out their entire season some of them very limited schedules uh so how much more challenging and the draft is limited i mean you you talk about uh how much it's limited what what just five rounds this year so how does that how does that affect you guys as far as the draft's concerned? How much more challenging does that make? Yeah, there's a handful of differences, uh, Tommy. And the, the five rounds is one of the big ones. You know, definitely makes it uh, more uh, challenging to focus on a, a you know, smaller pool of players and not getting recent looks at them. But our, our guys uh, were very aggressive at getting looks early last year um, and over the winter and getting to know these players well. 
um, particularly once it became apparent there might be a, a shutdown on, on scouting. So we felt like we were ahead of the competition in terms of getting information on our players. Um, so we're excited about to see where that takes us. Um, because of the way that the draft has been shortened, you know, every we, we can uh, add players after the five rounds, but we're going to be capped uh, as an industry to $20,000 bonuses. So you'll have a lot of players after those first five rounds that might have been sixth, seventh, eighth rounders, ninth rounders get decent bonuses that are going to have tough decisions to make. And we've seen some decent prospects start pulling their names out of the draft. But it's going to introduce an element of uh, – uh, recruiting that we're going to be involved in. So we'll have the five rounds and there'll be a, a quiet period of uh, about 48 hours. And then we can go after the, the $20,000 targets and we'll be competing, uh, you know, head to head with the other organizations, not so much on money, but on uh, other things. And that's where I think it'll be important to tell our story uh, and, and see how we do kind of head-to-head on a level playing field with some of these other organizations. I think we got great, great story to tell in the way our pitching organization, you know, our developmental philosophies on the pitching side took a huge step forward recently. Um, you know, the way we've been building up the minor leagues, I think, is a real exciting story to tell. So we're anxious to see how that plays out. Uh, Brad Netter um, and his staff have been, uh, you know, working the phones. Um, right now we'd normally have all our scouts in town. Uh, we'd be sitting in a, in a war room together, probably eating unhealthy snacks and, and talking baseball from dawn till dusk. Now we're all doing it from uh, from our home offices. Um, so we're missing a little bit that camaraderie um, and being together in person, but, but really can have a lot of the same draft discussions uh, uh, remotely. Dick, I'd like to ask you a question from a fan's perspective, if I may. Um, for the, the baseball fan and even the layman fan out there, um, the, the the scenario if you if you wouldn't play baseball and the perception out there that if it doesn't happen, boy, it's going to be highly detrimental to the sport. How much do you think those in baseball know or feel this sentiment, and is this bigger than the game? Um. Wow, you know, good question, big question. I, I can tell you that in all my uh, private conversations with our ownership group and with Major League Baseball, all I've heard is how badly they want to play and how determined they are to get back to playing. So I believe it is big the sport, Jimmy, and I believe people understand the stakes. Well, Dick, thanks so much for the time. Unfortunately, we are out of time. One thing I did want to point out, um, and, and this is really impressive, the Reds organizationally have agreed to pay their minor league players their weekly salaries through the end of the year. And uh, can you, in a couple seconds, Sinzel, Suarez, those guys, 100% ready to go? Um, Suarez has really benefited from the downtime. He's 100%. He's cutting it loose. Feels great. You know, Senzel, the nature of his injury, nature of the repair, a little different. He'll be, uh, you know, every once in a while have a cranky day, but uh, the downtime has really helped him. I mean, we, you know, we're going we're gonna to go into spring training full go on all fronts. Sounds great. Dick Williams, Reds President of Baseball Operations, joining us. Thanks so much. Hot Stove continues next on the Reds Radio Network.
Reds fans get your baseball fix with two great Reds podcasts every Monday on the Jim Day podcast presented by Kroger. Enjoy interviews with current and former Reds players, coaches, celebrities, and more. Tuesday on Behind the Mic with Tom Brenneman presented by PNC Bank. Get an inside look at the Reds and the upcoming season as Tom talks with fellow broadcasters from around the league. Visit Reds.com slash podcasts or subscribe on Apple or Google Podcasts. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League, presented by the Holy Grail Bank, Budweiser, and UDF. New episodes of the Gym Day podcast, presented by Kroger, and behind the mic with Tom Brenneman, presented by PNC, can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Reds.com slash podcast. Subscribe today, and, uh, well, Jim, you've got uh, one of the all-time great people on your podcast coming up this week and uh that's tommy helms tom brenneman we'll talk with gary cohen mets broadcaster i bet i i talked to tommy for a while uh we had a a sponsor event out in arizona uh not long before everything got shut down and uh, i've had a few opportunities to talk with with tommy helms you talk about just an all-around great human being boy he's one of the best isn't he Oh, love me some Tommy Helms. Uh, and I love talking to guys from, from that. All around. Uh, you know, he played at Crosley Field and Riverfront Stadium. Uh, he played with some tremendous players. And then he had, uh, I don't want to say the unfortunate of, of being in the, the, the trade, but, the, you know, the trade that brought Joe Morgan that they talk about being the last piece of building the big red machine, he was in the trade going the other way with Lee May. So. Wow. Uh, we talk about that, the dynamics of that, um, and, you know, just to get his reaction on that years later. Because I've never asked him about the trade before, but I did on the podcast. So, uh, very interesting answer. Good, good. Well, you can listen to that, and uh, certainly worth tuning in, and uh, you can also catch all the past episodes as well. 513-749-7000, pound 700 on AT&T. Uh, or you can just phone us up at 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE. Phone lines are open now. Uh, again, 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE, one, uh, pound 700 for AT&T customers. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall, and uh, we're talking some Reds baseball. Talking baseball, Dick Williams, uh, to start the show, very optimistic and uh, for good reason. And, and I thought his answer that you asked him, you know, these, these negotiations, when you hear them in the public I guess in a public forum, the way they're playing out through social media and the media, it, it it usually sounds worse than what it really is. Negotiations as a whole, uh, I mean, I, you're, both sides are kind of pulling in opposite directions, and you're trying to find some middle ground. Negotiations are not necessarily the type of thing that are meant to be played out in public, and it doesn't matter what you're negotiating. Um, so, so I think some middle ground thing maybe makes it and and the public persona is maybe not quite what the reality is and we've heard this from from a few other sources as well well i you know i've said it before the, the, having the play-by-play of uh, of the, the negotiations i i don't think helps anyone now you know, I understand it that sometimes you have to play through the media at times. That's just the way things have been done for a long time, not only baseball, but in many things. 
Um, but when you, particularly the first so-called proposals, and I don't even know which proposals are true. I, these are going on unnamed sources. So, um, particularly the first ones, any business negotiation, you're not going to put out what you think you're going to settle for. You're going to put out something that is way far towards your side. And the players are going to put out something way closer to their side. So I don't think that if the players said, hey, let's play 115, 120 games, that they really think that's going to happen. They want to put that out there and then settle somewhere in the middle. So everyone right. jumps to all these conclusions with the first proposals that are out there. In any business negotiation, you're not going to start with middle ground. It just doesn't happen. So I, I think the play-by-play in every proposal, and this player said this, and this owner said this, just not healthy. I just wish I could shut it all off and just tell me when a deal is done. Right. That would be that's and I said that I think a couple of weeks ago when when you and I were on together you just kind of wish you were that they would go into a room lock themselves in a room uh, and let us know when it's done give us the details we need to know and then let's play ball let's lace them up yeah. get out on the field and play some baseball but that's not that's the not world the we live in though no it is very very much not the world we live in no. uh, but but along those lines I, I think it's important that. Once this is done, I, I, you hate to have fans hold a grudge against either side because of the way the negotiations are held out or held basically in public. And that's the thing that concerns me. And, and look, I, I get it. It's not a great look. And it's really not a great look for either side. But just be happy with the finished product, certainly if that finished product is us playing baseball and, and it happening – to a pretty full complement of games. Be happy once there's baseball again. Don't worry about everything in between because I think that can cloud the water a little bit and, and skew a fan's perspective, maybe unnecessarily so. Yeah, I mean, the every everyday fan, particularly those that are struggling through this pandemic and these uncertain times, uh, it's just a fact that whether you, you know, we, Baseball is a game where you're talking about uh, owners who are very, very wealthy and players who are very, very wealthy and make a good living. So it's a world that we're unfamiliar with, and it's uncomfortable to hear the negotiations about so much money when people are struggling to pay an electric bill. So that's the tough part. It's, uh, it's almost two different worlds. And but this year, 2020 is different than I mean, we're talking about a hundred year pandemic here. Um, It's just a different animal. And I hope for baseball's sake and I hope for society's sake, because I think baseball can be a very, very much a healing product in all this. We saw this after 9-11 sports can bring people together. It's certainly we're starving to see live sports right now. so I just, I just hope it happens. I just hope and pray that they're playing baseball. Your last question to Dick Williams I thought was spot on, and I thought the answer was great. That, uh, Yeah, I think everybody understands that this has a chance to be bigger than baseball. The two sides, I have faith, will come together. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. Hopefully we'll get as many games as they can possibly squeeze into the schedule 
Uh, I know they're talking about 50 games. We'll talk more about that uh, when we come back. This is the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Phone us up, 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE-POUND-700 for AT&T customers, 513-749-7000 for those of you locally. It's the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Lines are open, 513-749-7000, pound 700 for AT&T customers, or 1-800-THE-BIG-ONE if you want to be a part of the Reds Hot Stove League. Presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Become a member of the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum. Presented by Dinsmore and receive an exclusive Marty Brenneman bobblehead. Sign up at RedsMuseum.org. Quantities are limited and available with all levels of membership. And the Reds Hall of Fame and Museum currently closed, but uh, hopefully opening up once again soon. Um, coming up this week, Friday, uh, it's the classic radio game of the week, and it is the Reds 5-2 to win over the Giants in game one of the 2012 NLDS back on October 6th of 2012. Uh, you can hear that locally on Friday at 7 o'clock on Fox Sports 1360 WSAI. And, uh, of course, on stations throughout the Reds radio network. You can get the full schedule at reds.com slash radio. We're talking Reds baseball today on the Hot Stove League. And I'm Tommy Thrall with Jim Day. Uh, we were talking about the – it doesn't sound like – we are talking about the, the possibility of what this season may look like. And it sounds now that things are still in open negotiations, but baseball has a trump card that they feel they can play, which would limit the season to possibly 50 games. The players would get their previously agreed upon prorated uh, salaries. And the, the 50 to 60 game range, boy, that, that just sounds like something where you hope that, that maybe the players can come to an agreement with the owners, get a little bit more. I don't know about you. I'd love to see it closer to the 80-game range. I'm not going to complain if it's 50 to 60 games because I'll be happy to see baseball back. But that that sounds like that's the the, the trump card that the owners have and, and Major League Baseball has in their back pocket. Yeah, but I, again, I get back to the um, you know the first deal that or you know obviously the the owners are going to negotiate from their side is. You know, I said the players said 115, 120 games. Well, you know, the owners saying 50 or 60 games, again, I think they're putting that out there. I think that somewhere we want to meet in the middle. So right. I hope it's more than that. Um, again, I, I just think it's all part of the negotiation, but I hope it's more than that. Um, you know, playing half the games, playing 80, 81 games would be, um, would be good, uh, I, I think. Uh, 162 games is so long, and obviously that's what we're used to. Or back in the day, it was 154 games. But 81 games is acceptable as long as it's a, a fair playing field. You know, it's not like the Reds are going to play 81 and someone else has to play 100 and someone else is playing 50. They're all going to play the same amount oh, of sure. games. It's all going to be the same playing field. Going to have a, maybe an expanded playoffs. So it's you know if you go through 81 games this is playing 50 playoffs I don't care you know if you want to put an asterisk by that that's fine that, that's on you I, it doesn't matter to me but it'll be a world champion to me that's it'll be a heck of a season. 
It will, and it'll be it, it'll be an exciting season too. And the, the, the shortened schedule, the thing that is intriguing about that, is now all of a sudden you have these guys, and Trevor Bowers talked about it a little bit uh, publicly. Now all of a sudden you have guys that are used to playing a marathon, condensing a season into what now becomes a sprint. Every game truly matters. It'll have a little bit of a college football feel in that regard, and you've got to be dialed into every game. And, and the Reds can't afford to get off to the slow start like we've seen them do in the past. They've got to be ready to go. Um, it would be a 14-team postseason, uh, but that's that's something that, that can only – you still got to play well to get into the postseason. You, you can't you can't think, well, it's 14, top 14 teams make it. I like our odds. No, you still got to go out ready to play every day, uh, which I think would make it a, a lot of fun in a way to have that shortened schedule. Would I want to see it every year? Absolutely not. Uh, but I, I think for this one-off season, like you, you play a, a full postseason and uh, you play a, a, full, a fairly full complement of games, yeah, I think the season still has a lot of, a lot of credit to it. And, and like you said, you can put an asterisk next to it if you want, but at the end of the day, somebody's going to be hoisting a trophy. No doubt about it. And, you know, I, I think a, a, an 81-game sprint would be a, a lot of fun. I think an expanded playoffs would be fun. I think this is the time. We talked about it before to experiment with some things. Let's put some mics on players. Let's experiment with maybe some new rules. I would hope that if the Reds have and other clubs, if they have spring training in Cincinnati, let's set up some cameras in there. Let's let the you know fans be able to get online, and it, even if it's just via camera, uh, watching spring training unfold, watching the workouts, take them in inside where they can't be to, you know, experiment with some things. But you might even see some of the Reds training at the Urban Youth Academy. They might use that facility, yeah. uh, which might very well come into use. Put some cameras up there. If the fans aren't allowed yeah. to be at the field, take them there with cameras. Experiment. Have some fun with it. Yeah, should be a lot of fun. Uh, we'll wrap up the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF when we return on the Reds Radio Network. Welcome back into the Reds Hot Stove League presented by the Holy Grail Banks, Budweiser, and UDF. Do you know an expecting mom to be the Reds Rookies Baby Club has put together everything you need to host a Reds-themed virtual baby shower, including a video chat background and baby games. Full details at reds.com slash rookies. With Jim Day, I'm Tommy Thrall. Thanks so much for joining us today. On the uh, Reds Hot Stove League, uh, it's back out tomorrow, I believe, but the uh, Reds Cooking Challenge with uh, Tucker Barnhart and me will be posted on the Reds social media channels all across. It'll be on YouTube, Twitter, somewhere else. That'll be out tomorrow. Jim, How did I have your endorsement. Turn out? Oh, come on. Get out of here. D see? D no. No. Tucker did make a sandwich that looked outstanding. But I went with grilled uh, ribeye uh, topped with lump crab meat, uh, really nice homemade Bernays sauce, seared scallops, the big sea scallops, and bacon-wrapped asparagus. I mean, does it get any better? Who came over and cooked that for you? I did. I made the whole thing. All of it from wow. scratch, pal. Yeah. Yeah, wow. guess who's no longer invited to dinner at this? Came over and cooked. 
You. Well, you just the, uninvited yourself. The next invitation will be my first. <laughs> well, you didn't have to tell people that. Uh, yeah. Well, it's hard. It's hard to get you out of your house, though. Trust me. I oh, have. No. I have. The next invitation to do other things, to have a catch. I mean, play a little tennis. It. You know how hard it is to get you out of your little bubble no, up there. This is, this is not true. You invited me to have a catch when it was a monsoon and it was raining for four days. <laughs> play. No, 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 not true. I invited you to come up here and help me strip my back deck that I'm redoing myself, but you didn't want any part of that. No, I didn't get an invite to help. You just told me about it while we were on the phone earlier today. <laughs> it sounded like you were having all the fun. I didn't want to impede in that. So, yeah. hey, oh, hopefully next time we talk, we'll be talking about when games are happening, and we'll have a definite oh, date, and that'll be really so. exciting. I'm looking forward to that day. So am I. I need big time. I just, I need I mean, some drama. I need some live baseball. I, I just need the crack of the bat and the snap of the ball hitting the mitt. I'll take that. You need that so you don't have to stain your deck anymore. That's why you need that. I, absolutely. This honeydew list <laughs> is out of control. I don't, I don't blame you. Glad, glad somebody's putting you to work, though. Way to go, Stephanie. All right, that's all the time we have. For today, thanks for joining us. For uh, a big thanks to Dick Williams, Reds President of Baseball Operations, for joining us at the top. For Jim Day and the broadcast, Sheriff Dave Keaton. I'm Tommy Thrall. We'll catch you next week on the Reds Hot Stove League on the Reds Radio Network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data from Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware. Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based championship team.